0: You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network.
1: Now, from the
2: Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts...
0: Happy Humpty Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki and I'm here with Stephanie, Matt and Christy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy and healthy. This is episode 804 and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast
3: just a reminder that the mousecapades and more podcast is a part of the your story travel company if you're looking to book a trip we'd be glad to help you could text matt vicky or myself stephanie at 636-373-4497 and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation a small refundable deposit of 200 dollars will hold your resort and ticket package so contact one of us today
0: Well, since Bob Iger returned, um, he has repeatedly said that he's in several interviews that he's trying to listen to what the guests are saying and try to bring Disney back to the place that we all know and love. Now, that does not mean that he's going to drop all the prices. We're not stupid. We know that. But with that being said, uh, on April 18th, the Disney Pass holders are going to be able to visit the parks after 2 p.m. without a park reservation, Monday through Friday for all park, uh, I mean, excuse me, for Magic Kingdom, and then Sunday through the whole week for the other parks they can eat, they can go to after two. And I'm not sure why Magic Kingdom, because I think Hollywood Studios is equally as busy, but that's right. what they're saying for right now. Uh, but blackout dates still do apply. I mean, that's just a given. I know that Brad, I think we've talked about this. Brad has friends and we, I think, well, Christy's sister lives there. And they, the one of the things that people love about living there and having a pass is that oh, you want to go to Epcot tonight for dinner? Okay. Um, we'll hop on over there. And one of his friends was saying, well, those days are gone now. And so I had him message her when I saw this. I'm like, good news for her. They're back. Right. Because she's like, we can never get in when we want to. Yeah. So that's that's awesome
3: news that they get that. they get that. Um, And it's kind of weird
0: that it's just Magic Kingdom that they need the reservations for. But hey, we'll take whatever magic kingdom is only reservations for saturday and sunday right but it's yeah it's weird that it's just that park True, like you said
3: you would think that it would be hollywood studios as well but oh well i'm sure they're happy with that makes it a little bit more confusing because it doesn't disney love to confuse people with like <laughs> here here's 18 rules to try and figure out <laughs> only monday through friday only for these parks but not (laughs) for this one only
4: after this time (laughs) on these days on the months that end in y
0: and then there's blackout (laughs)
3: days so obviously you know just just to make it more complicated but (laughs) hey it's still a, a sort of win right
0: it is i think so
3: um here's another win but it's also to add more confusion at times for people. (laughs) This has already happened. It's trying to make things easier, but this is your one exception. So you know how we keep telling you, you have to make park passes, you have to make park passes. Well, now you do not have to make a park pass if you buy a single day ticket, because when you're buying a single day ticket, you are indicating which park you're going to and you're purchasing that park so they already know you're going to be there so that is the one time you can skip making park passes unless you're an an annual pass holder on that x y and z (laughs) and otherwise (laughs) then i guess
0: figure it out on your own you're born on a leap year on the 29th of (laughs) february i'm just kidding
3: Um, and then another thing that has been announced that we just want to remind you, beginning March 20th, if you purchase Genie Plus at Disney World, you are now able to download your on-ride photos for free as a part of the genie plus package that was something we were super excited about that has now happened so if you are visiting the parks you oh sorry not it has not happened yet it will be happening in a month so all of the people who are visiting the parks like you know for spring break you will be able to go on there um, and download your ride photos for free without having
0: memory maker and actually it's 21 days because i leave in 19. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's a sweet little bonus. All right, we've really wanted Disney to bring back annual passes, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Feels like Disney is doing everything to avoid the annual passes returning. While Disney keeps offering deals for Florida residents, for tickets and resort packages, it is nowhere near the deal the annual passes had offered. The annual passes be, was a huge seller from September 82 to March 2020. We weren't saying to stop hoping that the passes will return, but we were telling you that doesn't look good. We hope we were wrong because annual passes would be beneficial to Disney lovers everywhere. And that would be a bummer because I mean, where else do people like pick up and move their lives to move to a theme park? And then they're like, sorry, can't have annual passes. Like that's the the housing market. And that is why I don't live in Florida. If the housing market wasn't nuts, we'd probably move down there this year.
0: It's just crazy. And, um, Like I said, that one blogger family left Oklahoma and moved there. But the passes that they have are the ones that they used when they still lived in Oklahoma. And now they're there as full-time YouTubers and travel agents. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Because they're very limited. Universal,
3: they are allowing annual passes, right?
0: I think so. That's
3: what I I mean, Disney, you better watch out because people, if you've moved to Orlando and you want an annual pass, I mean, you might just become a Universal fan instead. Even for people who don't live there. I mean, consider how many times
0: we go.
4: I mean, one of my dear friends, she I don't know if she's been grandfathered in, but she does have an annual pass. I guess maybe she's been grandfathered. Maybe she just I don't know how she still gets in.
2: If you have one you can renew them.
4: Yeah, I guess she's been renewing it because she she's a DVC member, she works for the airlines and she still has her annual pass. So she goes several times a year. I mean, it's just the the rumor is they say that they're not bringing them back because those annual pass holders don't spend as much. Who are they kidding? Yeah, those annual passes are cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you're you're paying for your annual pass, you're still buying food, you're still buying merch. You, you you're likely staying on property, whether it's through DVC points or booking a room. You're
0: still making money.
4: There's I mean, it's ridiculous for them to say that pass holders don't spend money because look at the pass hold I mean, if they go 10 times, if they if they walk through those gates 10 times a year, they're already making money. It's icing on the cake.
3: Right. And a lot of times those are the people who are like there to shop. You know, they're the right. ones who are like, oh, I have to get the, the latest merchandise. They've got this adorable lounge fly bag. I have to right, go get it. The
4: newest spirit jersey or the newest pair of ears. They're more apt to walk in for an hour instead of, a. I mean, may, maybe that's the logic, but they're more apt to walk in for an hour and come back five days a week.
0: Well, here's a a good example of that was on October the 1st, when um, the 50th started, so 2021, one of our teachers' parents is an annual pass and DVC, and they were there. But do you know where most of the annual pass and DVC people were? In line buying stuff. Right.
4: They were all at the Emporium fighting over Starbucks tumblers, $50
0: Starbucks tumblers. And so that's where it doesn't make sense to me, but...
2: When those are their biggest fans. If you buy an annual pass, you're a diehard. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just a casual Disney fan. So it's like.
3: I wonder where that research came from. I'm air quoting research because that's just as confusing to me. I mean, yes, maybe they're not getting all three of their meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Magic Kingdom like my family is because we open and close the parks. But they're also not there all day long. They're they're there more times and they they also eat each time they're there, I'm sure, or sometimes or grab a
4: snack or or I mean they could be dropping more, they could be buying higher-end merchandise instead of buying, say, a plushie or a doll or a t-shirt. They're going to be buying a $78 lounge fly or a $300 Dooney or, you know, how many people, how many times do you see vloggers just dropping Pandora bracelets? Right. Or, you know, they're, they're the ones pushing, you know, I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm on Instagram too much. I just see <laughs> the same, the same quote unquote influencers and they're the ones with the annual passes and they're the ones shoving all the merchandise down my throat that I want. You know, so somebody's, I don't know, I, I would like to know who's making these decisions. Because how many people, how many people in, in this podcast right now, the four of us, who would buy an annual pass if we're given the opportunity?
2: Yeah. There's a lot of us.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if, if I go twice a year and I go three or four days, it pays for itself.
2: Well, like if you're a D if you're like, hey, I'm going to drop 75 grand on DVC. Oh, but I can't get an annual pass like that's got to affect DVC sales. Sure. It's like, hey, join the gang, but you can't get in the gate.
4: Well, and and that's why my dear friend who who has several DVC contracts, they go to Disneyland because they can get their magic keys over there. Oh. The last time they went to Walt Disney World last, well, they did go to Disney World in the fall. I do take that back. But one of their biggest trips to Disney World was a resort only. They just resort hopped and did shopping and pools. Didn't set one foot in the park. Now, I, I couldn't do that. No. In a million years, I couldn't be on Disney property and not set foot in the park.
0: I did it. It was a lot of fun.
4: Uh, yeah. And I've heard the same thing, that it's it's an amazing trip. I just I can't be in the state of Florida and not set foot on Disney property much less a Disney park. We had a week's weeks vacation booked at Clearwater Beach. That was too far away from Disney for me. I'm like we need to get we we stayed two nights over at one of the All-Stars because it was too far away from Disney for me.
0: <laughs> it it you're still in the bubble though. Like we did the resort, we did the restaurants and the pool and all that and that was fun too so yeah to speak to i mean it. i
4: might try it someday
0: it's good when you're not taking michael and it's just you and mike
4: oh, what's that like well, most of us love
0: technology but some people
4: do not i am not one of those people starting yesterday february 28th disneyland guests can no longer charge things to their room with their key card guests will be asked to pull up the disneyland app on their phone and let the cast members scan the barcode to charge items it isn't an option to link a card to your magic man plus either guests are worried about their phone battery life and the chaos that searching their phone can cause how do you all feel about this
2: i don't like my phone on a regular day so the fact that like they're integrating phones with the disney experience is super disappointing because i mean you look around anywhere you're walking and everyone's faces in their phone right it's not on their kids experiencing the stuff or their grandparents or this or that it's i understand there's parts of things we have to do on our phone but it's like more and more and more I i don't care for it
4: i i as much as i do love technology i don't understand why it can't be linked to the magic band yeah I mean, what what was the harm of tapping your Magic Band?
3: Like that was the joy of having the Magic Band, right? Just like... That was
4: a big seller of the Magic Band, <laughs> right? I mean, even before that, I mean, gro- I mean, it was the big joke with the with the Grody family growing up. My dad hated getting that bill on checkout day because we all had the we had the room cra- room charging privileges to the key to the world cards, and I mean, we just would charge to the room on the card. So, I mean, I get if they're doing, if they don't want you to use the cards, I get that. But what's the harm in the magic bands?
3: Well, I'm wondering if it's just because it, people are more frequently losing magic bands and then people are charging things to them. So, but you have to put in a pin anyway. So yeah, how you would know your pin. Right.
4: Or maybe if people aren't buying magic bands. I mean... I like magic bands and I buy them and wear them.
0: But... Me too.
3: But even if people aren't buying them, then why do you have to take it away from people who are? Because that's just going to make people, more people not buy them.
2: Maybe it us more.
0: I don't know. Um, I just think it's crazy.
4: I do think, I mean, it's going to drain the heck out of my battery. My battery dies every Disney trip anyway. I'm always the one with like battery backup and constantly.
3: Oh, we have battery packs that we make sure to bring with us battery pack (laughs) and a backup battery pack because i'm always afraid my phone's gonna die i think i need to get like a smaller one because that mine was from a long time ago and it's big and it's heavy and i've seen some that are a little bit nicer now
4: yeah one of my newer ones is really small and it's very i mean it can charge like four phones and it's it's
3: intense mine is bigger than my phone and it's heavy oh (laughs) I know. I feel like I've got like a bag phone or something.
2: <laughs> we all need to what we could do is we could start renting hats at the parks with solar panels. There you and go. You walk around, plug in your phone. It's green. Reduce your carbon footprint. Merry Christmas.
4: <laughs> now that we've said this out loud, the Disney company will take that idea and
2: 1899. Add it onto the genie. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. So although we are sad to see the spirit of Aloha, Aloha has been removed from Polynesian, and I am sad because I got to experience it, but I know a lot of people did not. Um, they're building that DBC resort. This week, the guests spotted an elevator shaft being installed. So I don't know anything about construction. Maybe Matt does, but maybe that means they're moving along quite rapidly if they're putting in the elevator shafts. I don't understand, but everybody was excited about it.
2: It's just a standard process. They can't put that structure in after they start putting the walls and stuff in. And those have certain supports that need to be put in before all that infrastructure does. Okay, gotcha. So they're just right. They're on schedule.
0: So due to the construction, though, the walkway between the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian is closed. So if you're staying, you're going to have to take the monorail to get from the Polynesian to the Grand Floridian. And that was a really pretty walk, too. I mean, not that it won't be when it gets back opened up. We, We did that walk one day. But the construction is definitely something that you need to think about if you're planning to book a trip at Polynesian or Grand Floridian, because even though the, the views are pretty at the lake, depending upon where your room is, it may not be as beautiful as it was or how you thought it was going to be. And when you're paying um, Buku money, you want to make sure that you get what you thought you were paying for. Right.
3: Um, if, so if that's something that's important to somebody, I personally just love the Monrail. Um but if you wanted to walk from park to park, it's important to know about. Um, do you know how long that's going to be closed? We have no idea.
0: They didn't have anything. And I read three articles on this. But okay, just it was making sure everybody knew because I guess more people. Yeah. We did it that one day thinking it wasn't that far. Ha ha ha. It was farther than we thought. For my mom, it, it it was not a good idea. We should have not done it. But once we were there, then we took the monorail to get back to where our car was at the Contemporary. So it all works out.
3: Well, I've got some more changes happening over there at Magic Kingdom. Space Mountain is getting a new paint color. Our guess is that, you know, there's a bunch of media coverage on Tron. So Space Mountain is over there looking like it needs to be refreshed. As always, some guests you just can't make happy. But it's nothing to fret about yet. It doesn't appear that they are changing the white on the roof of the ride. The sides and bottom of the ride had been sky blue since the ride opened, but now painters have been painting the ride a tan color. While tan may not be our favorite color, we are excited to see Disney giving some love to Magic Kingdom's favorite ride.
2: Yeah, I looked that up being a painter. That obviously made me curious. It looks like they're doing like test panels almost. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's, almost, it's not even tanned, It almost looks like, like a raw concrete. I
4: was wondering if maybe it was a primer or something. I know Matt's the expert.
2: I mean, it's either a test panel. I mean, it could be primer, hard to say. But if they painted all that blue, that color, it would give more of like the OG vibe where everything was white in Tomorrowland. You know, because before they did that freshen it up thing, everything was white on white. And so I think it looks good. It looks fresh. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to tell if it's primer or what they're doing, but if they paint all over all that blue, I think it'll look good.
3: You just have to wait and be patient and trust. Right. Trust the process. Yeah. I mean, they've got a lot of people who make a lot of money to make things look good, and they typically make things look
0: good. So just trust them.
2: Look around. They know what they're doing. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> My room just got painted for the first time in 24 years, and no, it is not the color that I would have picked. But let me just tell you, based on what two colors were still in my room, because they removed something, and so the 1980 color was still there, and the 1999 color, <laughs> it looks a lot better and a lot cleaner.
2: In Epcot, at the refreshment post, the Disney's removed tribal masks and request to be culturally sensitive. Disney or village traders and what Changi woodcarvers that then are next to the refreshment outpost signage of both stands were updated last fall to no longer look like the carnate the character of African architecture made out of painted planks of wood. Village Traders is also now Amani Village Traders. The insides of the stores haven't been up for a while, but there are merchandise carts outside currently selling cooling products like fans and stuff like that. Woven bowls have been placed in the spots that the carvings used to be. Another culturally sensitive move takes place at Peter Pan's flight. The Indian camp has been replaced with Neverland Tribe on the Indi- on the painted mural. I didn't see the painted mural one yet, but I saw the one in Epcot and uh, I didn't get it because they left, like, there's two different style of masks. They left the one style and took down the other. So, I don't know if one was, like, not really African. That I would understand. But it's like, who complained about that?
0: Well, I, I was thinking they must have brought in, like, experts or to know which ones were going to be. Because that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, well, this looks like a mask. But apparently it's not an offensive mask. Right. And the other ones are offensive. Whatever happened to... um copying is flattery or whatever that saying is that's
3: all i'm thinking i'm pretty sure that nobody made these thinking i'm making this to hurt someone's feelings like no i don't i i would think that they're doing like they wanted us to feel like we were immersed in different, like that's the whole point of like Epcot. We're feeling immersed in different lands where we're mimicking some of the things they do in different areas to make them authentic, to make you feel like you're there. I mean, like you go to animal kingdom lodge and you feel like you're on an African safari. Like that's what they were probably trying to do here. I don't know how and why I'm just confused.
2: (laughs) You want to mute it all down. Like, I want to experience all that stuff. I want to see cultures that don't exist around here. Right.
4: That I may never have an opportunity to see
3: in real life.
2: It's, it's, it's annoying. I want to see yeah. cultural diversity, not cultural segregation.
0: I don't know. Maybe I just don't see it. It's in the World Showcase. And like you guys said, that was why the World Showcase is there, to immerse us in an experience
3: it's a small world that's why the it's just again you're going and like ex- trying to experience all the different cultures and oh my goodness I, mean,
2: I could get it if like one face was like traditional african and the other ones were like inuit from like you know the polar regions and they just look similar so they put them together and someone's like hey that's like the polars and that's africa they don't belong here that i would understand yeah but just but i doubt if that's the case uh, who knows
3: And maybe there is. Maybe there's something that there was wrong. I just, I don't get it.
2: Yeah, I hope there is. I wish
3: they would explain that a little more as to why.
0: Me too.
2: What was that? Peter Pan's flight. It was the mural. I don't want to look that one up because I'm waiting for that ride to get the old, you know, whitewash (laughs) with like the little tri because you would, I've been waiting for that one to go and they haven't touched it yet,
1: but.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: all coming Well,
4: spring break is busy in most areas of Florida during this time of year, and 2023 is no exception. Apparently, there aren't any resort openings the week of march 14th through 18. a disney fan went to reddit to voice their concern he purchased airline tickets for his family to go to orlando for spring break before making sure they could get a room at walt disney world when they called the disney cast members to book a room they had to inform the cast member had to inform him that there weren't any rooms available on disney property Listeners, please, please, please reach out to us if you are wanting to go to Disney, but you haven't started any of your planning. Don't wait until a month before your trip to book. Call us as soon as you know you want to go and we will work for you. We love to help make the magic happen.
3: And by all means, do not book your airline tickets before (laughs) you have booked your...
4: And, and I like somebody, somebody that I work with, actually a family that I know, um, they had an opportunity, a very, very last minute opportunity came up for them. They had an opportunity to go for a long weekend in Orlando over Valentine's Day. And they reached out. They're like, is there any opening at all at Disney World? And there were openings for the long weekend, but they were at like club level Polynesian right. temporary. I mean, all of your, you know, grand Floridian. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I can get you these rooms X, Y, and Z. And we're talking like seven, eight, $9,000 for like three nights. And they're like, thanks, but no thanks. And, you know, they're like, when we have more time and planning, you know, we will go to you. And I know they will, I have complete faith that they will, but they're like, this was very last minute. This, that, and the other, they already had like one day pass You know, I wasn't going to get them one day tickets to the Magic Kingdom either. Long story short, it worked out for them. They got an Airbnb. They had a great time. They sent me pictures. They can't wait to plan a proper trip in the future. But come on, spring break, buying your plane tickets. I
0: know. I was like, who does that?
4: No, just an idiot who wants attention on Reddit. An idiot who's looking for social media attention.
2: Maybe or, so. Or just an idiot.
4: Yeah, or, <laughs> just, yeah, just, or just an, an idiot. idiot. <laughs> He's just not a
2: seasoned traveler. That's what it would to be nice. He's not a seasoned traveler.
4: Indeed. True. No, I was talking the social media end of it. Somebody who wants attention on social media. No, no, no.
0: I knew what you meant. I'm just saying you usually secure a place to stay before you book your airline tickets. Especially when it's Disney. Well, I was going to say not (laughs) just Disney. I mean, in general, you especially in Florida,
2: especially Disney. Yeah, right.
4: I mean, maybe that's just how we always planned it, whether it was Disney or Clearwater or wherever we're traveling, Tennessee, South Carolina, wherever we're going. We always room or, you know, where we're going room and then how we're getting there. Whether it's let's look at airfare, let's look at. Right? Renting a car or van, rent, you know, taking our own car. I don't know. That's just always how we did it. And that's how I do it for those individuals and families that I work with.
3: So I I also learned to throw out there that we can put a three day hold on any room reservation. Um, so if you are thinking about it or like, ooh, but I need to ask my husband. OK, before you talk him into it, let's put the three day hold on it, because if you get him to say yes and you come back to us a couple days later and the room is gone, mm-hmm. you're going to be regretting that.
2: Oh, it could be the next day. Like It, don't it could
3: speak. be the next hour. Right.
4: What you're looking at, that package, that room type,
3: it is gone. Yes. And a three day hold is there is zero money down on that. We just need names. That's it. And we put them in and. We very quickly get that room secured, and then you have three days to talk it over, and then you can buy your flights,
0: and then you can put your $200 down on it. I have the say it isn't so. So Chrissy's going to love this because we talked about this, I know, the last time she was on. A guest has damaged the concession stand in the queue of the recently opened Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in Disneyland yet again. So if you remember right, I talked about the child pulling the pepper shaker off the concession the very first weekend that that ride was opened. Well, now the nacho cheese dispenser was the latest victim of in the, in the queue. And the pump at the top of the dispenser, it's not a real pump. But apparently someone thought it was, and they pulled the top off of it. Um, these are just props, people. <laughs> and yes, Disney said they expected them to be touched, but I guess they didn't anticipate that people were going to try to touch and take things or vandalize things while they were... Visiting is so sad, but it makes my heart sad to think that guests think it's okay to do that. And I don't understand when, when, when did society begin to think that it was okay to damage things that don't belong to them?
3: It took me a minute when you were talking about that. And I was like, I don't remember this. It's Disneyland. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what
0: concessions? Oh my gosh. It's so, that's what I'm so psyched about for sure in August because their queue is like amazing. Next to what, no offense to the, what we have at Disney world, right? <laughs> but it's walls that have been painted over already and they haven't been open very long and they're steel peeling. So, but I'm asking you nice to please do at Disney as you would do in your own home. So if you wouldn't break things off at your house, please don't break or your neighbor's house or your parents' house. Please don't do it at Disney.
4: Sad thing is they probably do it at their own home. <laughs>
2: <Yep>. <laughs> so sad. It's not yours. Don't touch it. Right.
3: Hands to yourself, people. So the Magic Happens Parade returned to Disneyland on Sunday, February 26th. The parade is performed at 3.30 and then again at 6.30 every day. Um, zippity Doodah was the last song in this parade before, and it is visibly missing from the finale. Disney released a statement regarding the removal of the Academy Award winning Best Original Song, stating that the removal of this song in Disney World and Disneyland is an ongoing process to provide a relevant and inclusive environment. The song began being removed when the closure of Splash Mountain was announced. Splash Mountain closed in January and rumors are stirring that Splash Mountain will close in Disneyland in May of this year we all have to wait and see on that one, but many times rumors become reality in the Disney company, so we'll keep you up to date. Matt,
4: your face
2: said it all. I mean, that song is like my youth attached to Disney. Like, I just don't get it. I don't. It's
0: a song.
2: Yeah. In the name of this, in the name of that, and it takes stuff away. And what do they replace it with?
4: I mean, if you think about the lyrics to the song, there's, I mean, there is nothing behind it. There is nothing behind it.
3: Absolutely nothing. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. That sounds horrible, Chrissy. Nobody should be able to have. That is offensive to people who are having bad days, Chrissy.
2: (laughs) Not everybody can process vitamin D3, Chrissy. Some of us don't want sunshine.
0: Again, they're putting it back to the movie when, if you've never seen the movie, which most people have not now seen that movie. I haven't.
4: But I will say the clips that I saw on Instagram of the parade, the parade's really great.
2: Yay. Okay. I can't say I've done this, but I totally would. But it is a great goal to aspire to for all of us that are true Disney nerds. California resident Jeff Ritz has achieved a world record by visiting Disneyland daily for a consecutive 2,995 days. A total of eight years, three months, and 13 days. That's that's quite the feat.
4: He obviously has an annual pass.
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you visit Disneyland between 2012 and 2020, you may have encountered Ritz, who began visiting daily with friends when they were all unemployed in 2012. It started as a joke between friends when Disneyland announced they were giving an extra Disney day when they announced a leap day 24-hour event in 2012. He told Guinness, we decided to use Disneyland as a positive as we were out of work, had annual passes, had been gifted, so it was a source of free entertainment. Helped keep us out and put a positive mindset, log exercise with all the steps taken, and always network since you never know who you could meet. Very true. The Leap Day event in 2012 was Jeff's 60th consecutive day. He met a reporter who began following his daily social media posts. Reese has stopped on the streets for his autograph since 2012 when all this began. Reese was just a few days away from his 3,000th consecutive visit when Disneyland closed for COVID on March 14, 2020. He told the Los Angeles Times he did not have a Magic Key Pass, plus the required park pass reservations will make daily visits difficult. But he still visits the parks. I think it would be really fun to return with my Guinness World Record title certificate, Reed said, to get pictures where I earned it inside Disneyland. That's commitment.
3: Wow. That's awesome. Does he not have a job, though? Like, I know he didn't in 2012, but like, did he ever get one from 12 to 20? I know a lot of places that are hiring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that commitment is like, I don't know if any of you guys know who Adam the Woo is, but he vlogged like every day for five years straight. And like that level, like this is up there with that. Right. Like this is very impressive. That's a lot. Yeah. This is his job. What are you talking about? Right.
4: (laughs) Well, there's somebody on Instagram and I forget who it was, but maybe I don't know if it's. What park it was, I'm thinking it was one of the SeaWorld parks, but they do some sort of dining plan, similar to what Six Flags used to do before COVID, I think, where when you buy your annual pass. You could do, and I know we did it with Six Flags, you pay like 50 bucks a year and you could get lunch, dinner, and a snack, plus yes. like the refillable Coca-Cola cup. And you could do that every time you visited the park. Well, for the Pagnatis, that was a no brainer because for $50 for the whole season, it paid for itself. But whoever this was on Instagram, they basically paid for their season pass. And I want to say it was one of the Sea World parks paid for their season pass. And basically that's where they did. They had lunch every day for a year. Oh, Because my goodness. it paid for itself.
3: <laughs> well, it paid for itself after a week.
4: Right. <laughs> and then I guess after COVID, their office building shut down. So they began to do their work from inside whatever park it was because they got free internet. So they like, it became their mobile office, but then they discontinued. So it kind of like, even if they did have a job, they still were visiting this park every day.
0: Oh my goodness. That's fun though.
4: Yeah, right. I mean,
3: my parents did that at Six Flags. They would, I mean, it wasn't often, but every once in a while they'd like stop at Six Flags just to have a bite to eat because they had already paid for it, so hope they were passing by. Yeah, they stopped that though. They realized, "Oops."
4: Yeah, we were probably causing them to lose money just in ice cream
3: alone. Ooh, that ice cream though. <laughs> Those so ice, ice cream
4: good. cones. So good. Well, this weekend was the uh, was the Princess Races at Walt Disney World. We know that the Run Disney Races bring many guests from around the world to have the opportunity to run through Cinderella Castle. Rachel Bibb from Manderville, Louisiana was the first place female runner this weekend. She ran the half marathon in one hour, 17 minutes and 38 seconds. Mia Elbron received second place at one hour, 18 minutes and four seconds following Rachel across the finish line less than a minute later. Megan Jaswell from Johnston, Rhode Island received third place when she ran the princess marathon in one hour, 26 minutes and 47 seconds. The first place male runner was Brad Schrader from Owens Crossroads, Alabama, with a time of one hour, 18 minutes and 38 seconds. The second place male runner was Donald... Kangoski from North Royalton, Ohio with a time of 1 hour 22 minutes and 48 seconds. The third place male runner was Mark Perkowski from Orlando, Florida with a time of 1 hour 26 minutes and 11 seconds. Congrats to everyone that ran in the Princess Half Marathon. We admire you and cheer you from afar.
2: How long, how far is that half marathon? 13.1 miles. And they run 13 miles in an hour? Yes.
4: (laughs) I laugh
2: because I did the
4: the 5K last year and it took me every bit of, I I took my time and I won't lie. I like lollygagged. I did it in like three hours because you're like walking around Epcot and you're like, oh, look at the characters. Look at the fun.
0: Look at- That's what I was wondering. So how do you avoid the balloon ladies then-
4: they don't at the 5k they don't have balloon ladies.
0: Oh, that's good. Because
4: it's a family, it's a
0: family fun race. Oh, good. I want to do it, but they just sell out so quickly.
4: They yeah, that's why we didn't do it this year because it sold out before I even logged in. Um, because I really wanted to do it this year.
2: So the trick is to get a big Bell type skirt, like just like Bell wears a yellow one, and get those <laughs> hoverboards and you put that underneath the dress and you just move your arms like you're walking fast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Defeats the purpose.
4: (laughs) And we we were in the very last corral. We were in the fun corral. So we knew we weren't. I mean, we were the last corral in, the last corral out, last corral out, last corral in. So we weren't doing it for anything other than.
0: To say you did it.
4: Yeah, just to say we did it.
0: That's what I want to do.
4: We were not doing it for any speed race, time, anything. And I mean, there were points where I was like, oh, I'm getting a little tired. I'm going to sit down for a minute. And we did, but these people who can like run 13 miles. I mean, it's like my brother. I was going to say, doesn't your brother do that? My brother's crazy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he does the dopey. He didn't do it this year. I think his, I think he wants to try to do it next year. I don't remember But yeah, I mean, that's where you do the 5K, 10K, half marathon and full marathon all in one weekend. And they do that during the princess. They just don't do the full. They don't do the 26 mile run during the princess weekend. They do the 5K, 10K and half marathon. But if anybody ever, I mean, I highly I mean, believe me, if anybody ever meets me or saw, I am not. A runner of any sort, but I totally encourage anyone to try a run Disney. Even a 5k is totally worth your time,
3: money, and effort. They got a no K? <laughs> a no K? Oh, and no K. <laughs> I had to look this up. I have a friend who did the Boston Marathon, and she that like you have to qualify for that. Like it's hard to qualify for, and she was so disappointed in herself um, because she had to stop several times and walk, and it wasn't. And then she said that her average mile, when it all was said and done, eight minutes twelve seconds. And I was like, what? Right. That, I couldn't run one mile that fast.
2: She should be ashamed. That's so slow.
3: Like I could, that was your average mile for a whole marathon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness.
3: I was just floored. I'm like, how much, I, I can't, I didn't do the math, but I'm like, what in the world? That is so fast.
0: Well, though those top three people were, were like a 5.5 minute mile. It was insane.
2: Like 18 miles per hour.
3: I'd be the
4: ones like you, because during those races and my brothers even told you can stop and ride the rides. You can stop and get photo ops with the characters. You, I mean, there are some people who do those races for like the times and the qualifications and it goes toward your serious races and whatnot, your times. But there are also people there who are like... I'm running through the castle. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, heck yeah. I'm That's gonna be doing right, I'm gonna do my my mile and then I'm gonna hop on Dumbo. You know, that kind of thing. So I'm totally yeah. the I'm doing this because I wanna see the sunrise over world showcase lagoon. Right. You know, not something you get to see all the time.
3: I just wanna check
4: it off my bucket
2: list. We need to do like a mouse capades yeah. 5K. I would be down. i would be I would totally do that.
0: Yes, we could do that for sure. Maybe it could be the same year that Chrissy wants to do the thousandth episode live from Epcot.
4: We should make our Mousecapades bucket list.
0: (laughs) We're going to Hawaii. Yay. (laughs) The Festival of the Arts at Epcot 2023 is officially ended. And as the cast members prepare for the Flower and Garden Festival that opens this Friday, March the 3rd. Are you, is everybody ready? I'm ready. I'm going to be engulfing myself um, in this festival in 17 days from the day that this comes out. I can't wait to take in the beautiful flowers as well as the character topiaries that we've been talking about for the past weeks. If you are going to be at Disney World March 18th through the 25th, I would love to meet with you. If you are a listener... Even if you're not a listener, but obviously you're not going to know about it if you're not listening. Um, <laughs> but if you're a listener, you can reach out to me at 636-373-4497. Let me know where you are. And if I am nearby, I will meet up with you and take a picture. I just think that would be so fun. That would be cute.
2: That's when Epcot looks its finest.
0: I know. It does.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, my sister rode Tron
4: yesterday. that uh, nice. it's her favorite roller coaster of all time.
3: Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so exciting. Okay, so I have some exciting Disney dining news. To uh, No, it's not the Disney dining news you want. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I didn't mean to hype you up. Yes, we've got two beloved Disney dining experiences that are back. Cinderella's Royal Table reopened after the pandemic, but Cinderella was the only princess at the meal and... Honestly, I heard that for the most part, just kind of got a wave. That's about all you got from her. Um, She'd visit guests in a socially distanced manner, and that was it. Well, beginning yesterday, February 28th, all of the princesses are back at the royal meal, visiting with guests, doing meet and greets, signing autographs, and taking pictures. It feels a little bit normal again, and that
0: is fantastic. Almost three years later.
3: Right? Now, this little bit normal was a little bit the next one. I wish it wouldn't have changed. (laughs) Um, Chef Mickey's was... It was done family style where they would bring you all of your food to your table and you just kind of ate off of that platter. And then they would say, what else do you want? And they would go get it for you. Well, it's back to being family buffet. Um, and some people are really happy because that's back to normal. I, that was the one thing about the pandemic that I enjoyed was the family style meals. So mm-hmm. sure do wish they would have not done that one. I'm not exactly celebrating that change, but uh, you know.
4: Right. Cause like garden grill has always been family style. Ohana has always been family style breakfast and dinner. So why can't chef Mickey stay family style?
0: Because you know we got to go back to normal.
3: <laughs> Maybe just because that's how, like, because it's so big and there's so many people, and they have it set up for a buffet. Like it, it does kind of look awkward there.
2: But the Cindy's royal table, that's good because that's making the you know making the value a little better. Right. Like, man, walking yes. in there and Cindy's just like, you know, man hey, up. Peace like, out. <laughs> like, if I had daughters, I would be like, no, 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 no. You're <laughs> hugging her. Cinderella,
3: get your butt over here. Yeah.
2: Get off that get off that glass slipper and get over here. All right. did you know that the Hyperion Theater is returning to Disneyland? The Hyperion Theater is finally reopening its doors at Disneyland Resort and welcoming an all-new musical suit. Disney officials recently announced a long-awaited reopening of the Hyperion Theater at Disneyland's California Adventure, which will have a triumphant return this summer with the debut of a brand-new musical inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Called Rogers the Musical. While there is still no official opening date, having the certainty that the Hyperion Theater will once again welcome hundreds of guests eager to enjoy all the new world-class musicals at the iconic location this summer is beyond exciting. Marvel fans will be able to enjoy the timeless story of the timeless hero Steve Rogers, better known to many as Captain America.
4: I am so ridiculously excited for this. You have no idea how many times I watched that little clip they showed on Twitter (laughs) of Agent Carter walking up with that playbill in her hand. I'm so ridiculously excited. (laughs) I don't know if any of you watched Hawkeye on Disney Plus. Yeah. But The clip where Hawkeye took his kids to Broadway, this is the musical that they watched, that horribly terrible musical based on the Avengers. I've watched the clip of the show, oh my gosh, just this weekend alone, probably 20 times because I love it so (laughs) much. It's so terrible. I mean, it's supposed to be funnily terrible. I can't wait. I wish they meant summer, like as in May 17th, because it would <laughs> be the best birthday gift ever. Aww. But I will be really happy come August. I will be wearing my Captain America ears and a Captain America shirt.
0: <laughs> you could wear it tomorrow. Tomorrow is superhero spirit day for Read Across America week.
4: Oh, Oh, fun. See, we don't get that at the building I work at now.
0: Yeah, that's wrong.
4: Tomorrow's just regular dress like you work in finance day. (laughs) If I wear my ears to work, people would be like, what's with the weirdo? (laughs) Okay, my, my desk neighbor, because she's my friend, she would totally get it because we're alike. But we would be the only two. Well... A superhero to many, Bluey is very popular and a very popular cartoon for many youngsters. And guests are wondering, will Bluey ever be at a Disney park soon? Australian children's cartoon Bluey has skyrocketed to fame and popularity thanks in part to its messages aimed at parents and adults as well as children. Originally airing overseas on ABC Kids, the show is about a blue healer puppy named Bluey and her family and friends as she plays and discovers the world around her. The show has tackled difficult topics like struggling to have children and paints a constructive and positive image of a family dynamic with both parents active and caring figures in their children's lives. Disney does not own Bluey or its characters. It just has the distributing rights. This means Disney guests won't be seeing her in the parks anywhere as merchandise or as a meet-and-greet character. While this is sad, we are glad that there is some family-friendly family television out there for children and their families.
2: And hey, my little guy loves that show. Yes. <laughs> it's sweet. Very sweet show.
4: It is, it is one I have even caught. Like, friends that I know that don't even have children, they're like, we love
2: Bluey. Yeah.
3: I don't like children's shows very much. I mean, most of them. I just want to like, rip my hair out. Yes. But Bluey, I'm like, yes, okay, we can watch Bluey. I, absolutely.
4: Now, I will say if Disney wants Bluey bad enough, Disney can probably get Bluey. <laughs> because if you look back at the history of Disney, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles used to make appearances at Disney MGM Studios.
2: Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm.
4: And, uh, yeah, I we I've seen the stage show. Barbie used to be at Epcot.
0: Yes, I do remember that. I mean, I wasn't there, but I saw videos.
4: And Power Rangers used to make appearances at the parks. And when I worked at the Disney stores, we used to sell the merchandise. So if they want Bluey bad enough,
0: it's a money maker. It would be a huge money maker.
2: Heck yeah!
4: They could probably make it happen. Maybe so. Just saying, maybe we should start a petition.
0: (laughs) Get those noodle people on it. Yeah, let's (laughs) get Zibby
2: Doodah back before we get Bluey.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, the priorities people. So once again, I would like to give a shout out because I appreciate our listeners that Contact us. We appreciate all listeners, so please don't hear what I'm not saying. We appreciate all of you, but we would really, really love to hear from from you guys. That is probably one of the most fun things about this doing this. And so, shout out to Gracie and Lola from Fairmount, and Lee and Crystal in California, Kelly and Jenny, who I just did a trip report with me, and loyal listeners. Angela is my longtime friend and Disney lover. Got me all involved in Disney. Andrew and Travis and Ashley and our one of our youngest listeners, Ben. We appreciate you and um, we are so happy that we get to celebrate the magic with you every week.
2: Yeah, thanks guys.
0: Yeah,
3: thank you everyone for joining us and thank you for listening. Please go to Apple and give us a rating and a comment. It really means a lot for us. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, like Vicki said, we love it when you text in. Um, any sort of communication you can do with us really feels our best happy bucket. We're always reshaping our show to cater to our listeners needs. So if there is something that you want to hear more about, then message us and let us know.
2: If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media accounts, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. And if you would like a free quote, contact Chrissy, Stephanie, Vicki, or me, Matt, at 636-373-4497. Or you can go to Your Story Travels, simply go to the drop down and click on one of our names.
4: Be sure to listen to Friday's show. We will begin the Disney March Madness Bracket. Are you ready? You can join the conversation and see how well your favorites match ours. Vicki has linked the bracket on the Mousecapades podcast Facebook page. We'd love for you to join us. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more
0: podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Hurry back. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Have a magical day, my
3: friends.
1: It's time to remember remember. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that it was all started by a mouse.